welcome to another edition of Every Second Counts Podcast. My name is Tom Edger. I'm the host. And today I have an extra guest with me. Um, I'm excited. It's a Marine that I served with, Marine that I worked with, and a Marine that I, I am friends with. And that's a that's a rare trait that we have nowadays um, in the world where you come across someone that you worked with. And being out in the civilian world now, I've noticed, you know, the more time that you're, you're, you're away from the military members or people you served with, the less likely friendship that you'll have with these people along the way. And you'll be able to see, you know, the difference after I retired. So on me with the with me on the show today is, is my brother, Mr. Matt Grimes. Matt Grimes, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, sir. How are you? I'm doing outstanding. So Matt Grimes is a, a retired Marine that I served with. We're going to find out a little bit about him, but he's here today representing Just for Veterans, which is an outstanding organization that is is helping veterans right now because there's a deficit in in the VA. There's a deficit where two points don't match up, and 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 I, and I believe we'll, we'll go over it. Me and Matt will discuss it, but. There's a point to where when you are getting out of the military, there is a disconnect between when you get out, when you're thinking about getting out, and then when you're out for a year or two years. Um, when that all happens, there, there's a weird thing. They tell you everything. Am I right, Matt? They, they, when you're getting out, they, they give you all this knowledge, all these classes. Right. Sipping water out of a fire hydrant. That's it. And then, and then once you get out, they tell you all these things you have to do. You have to go talk to this person. You got to see this person. But when when you sit there and, and you're out and you're doing it on your own, there's no one there to really help you. What do you think? Did you did you have any issues upon when you when you were getting out of the military? Well, well, for me, when I got out, uh, it was weird, very weird. You know, I. My biggest thing, not even pertaining to the VA specifically, but just that transition period alone from all, you know, serving with Marines and sailors that uh, we served with over the years, we all had this commonality. You know, mm-hmm. we all saw, walked, spoke the same language, we walked the same line. And when you get out, it's like, it's just culture shock. You know, they, they tell you all about it and how it's going to be. But until you actually get out and walk it, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm different. Absolutely. I think you know, there's the that, same for you or oh yeah, there's that picture everyone painted that you might see after they got out. Now they got a beard, now they got a goatee, they gained 10, 15 pounds. But and they're like, how that's are you pretty doing? right to grow your beard out. You know what I'm saying? And then now they're like, Hey, how you doing? And they're like, I'm living the dream. But you don't know what that is. You know what I'm saying? You don't All know right. what the, is that good? Is that a good dream? Is that a bad dream? Is that a you don't understand what I'm going through because when I was getting out, um, I think during my time processing out, it's just like when you're coming in, it's just checks in the box because there's an inspection somewhere coming down the road to see, did you fill all these prerequisites out? And did did this guy go through, through all the circles to make sure he he can get pushed out of the the military. Right. Right. I remember when I retired, I moved back home. <clears throat> I originally, I was going to stay in Yuma, Arizona. I had a job offer and everything on base. It was great. And in the last minute, we decided to move home close to the family. And 
for me, I've you know, from my military resume, from being an engineer, certified crane operator, uh, engineer chief, doing all that, I was like, oh, I'm getting this construction industry. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember moving back, and y'all you know, still had you know 60 days of terminal, still getting paid, but you know, yes, getting closer to that 60 day mark. You're like, okay, pay's about to shut off. We just bought a house. Get, you know, you're like, okay, here the bills will start rolling in. And mm-hmm. I'm sending my resume out to 30 plus companies and I'm not even getting a call back. Yeah. Culture shock. Thinking, Where yeah, am I? thinking waiting, like as soon as I hit send, the, the phone calls are that's, coming in. They're waiting. That's right. They're, that's they're right. waiting on, my, not, on my resume. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the case. And I remember the first job I got, I had applied online. And the first company I worked for was Target Resources. This is in the oil and gas industry. And mm-hmm. I had applied for two different positions online. Didn't even, you, you get an email, uh, resume received, and that was it, you know. And uh, I'm sitting there going, okay, when are they going to call? When are they going to call? So I, I got tired of it. So I, yeah recruiter duty came back into effect i was like hey i'm gonna start knocking on doors you know i mean talking to people mm-hmm. taking hands kissing babies and i walked in their office their headquarters office at 10 o'clock in the no it was uh 11 o'clock in the morning pouring down the rain i had my old snr with me from recruiting duty had all my paperwork in there all all this stuff dude i was like man i'm about to get it you know and i go mm-hmm. in there and time i walked from my truck inside their headquarters you know i'm i'm pretty wet i mean it was raining here in texas <laughs> and uh, I went to that office and that lady goes, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'm here to talk to your plant manager. And she said, about what? And I said, well, I've made two submissions online for two different jobs that I'm highly qualified for, but I'm not getting a call back. I just wanted to make sure that you did, in fact, receive my resume. You know, and she kind of looked at me, her eyes like this big, you know, she says, well, everybody leaves at 10 o'clock in the morning on Fridays. They work four nines and a four. And yeah. so she said, come back on Monday. And I was like, okay. So we can go by, go back on Monday morning. By this time I'm there at zero seven thirty, you know, just waiting, you know, and I go in and as soon as I walk in, she goes, you're back. I said, yes, ma'am. And so she <laughs> goes, let me go get Ole. So she go, walks back. He comes in here, whatever, go back to his office. And uh, he said, were you the guy that came in at 11 o'clock soaking wet? looking for a job. I said, yes, sir. So he started asking me some simple questions. I gave him my background or whatever. I pulled my old SNR, pulled out my resume and gave it to him. He's looking at it, looking thumb to it. And you could see, he's like, man, you know? And so he said, hang on a second, grabs his phone and calls one of the, uh, the managers from the maintenance department. And, uh, so I had the superintendent and the maintenance department manager, drove down to his office i did my interview on the spot hire me on the spot can't beat that and you know but i'm thinking like why but that was a culture shock to me because i was expecting my resume to carry x amount of weight and started getting at least one reply mm-hmm. none over 30 submissions you know it's frustrating it'll put you in a bad state oh absolutely what what, what a culture shock to me was you said uh, the four nines and four I, I work working at the state. They were like, "Yeah, this that guy works four tens," and I was like, "So it doesn't work Friday?" They're like, "No." Nah. Yeah, and I was like, "That's weird." <laughs> you know what I mean? You mean I get a seventy-two every weekend? <laughs> yeah, like hold on, you get you get all that time off, 
out. Right. You're able to just do that. So I so I think for me, when 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 when, when, we're, when you're thinking about getting out, finding new employment, you want everything kind of knitted up. You want to just make mm-hmm. sure, all right, my career, I did four years, I did 20 years, whatever the case is in that time. As soon as you step off, you want to be squared away. It's a new life. I'm, I'm going to do something new. The last right. thing you want to do is deal with your SGLI. <laughs> you don't want to deal with all your medical and dental records because all that was kept for you. Everything was right. told you. You got to come to these appointments. If you don't come, you got to come do this. Your yuck mouth, you got to come to dental. You got to come do this. You got to go get these shots. Clockwork. You know, everything was was preconceived. You knew where you had to go. People knew if you had to go somewhere. It was orchestrated. Now you're stepping yeah, off. And you're stepping off. And you're or like, not even that. You had somebody telling you, hey, you got a medical yeah. appointment at 09 in the morning. You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah, be late. A... <laughs> right. And, yeah. And I think that, prior. That, that accountability, you, I think it becomes a little freedom, but that freedom is, is a curse. You know what I'm saying? It's a gift and a curse because mm-hmm. all the, the straps and the responsibility of, of, of being in, you know, the, the, the military, then once you get out, you're like, I, I get to do what I want to do. But you have right. so much, there's so much more on your plate because there's, you well, don't have these, care, you don't have these care holders. You know what I mean? You know, see, you got that aspect of it, but my, my problem was everywhere that I work, they were trying to reel me back. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was always too much because they, you know, they go to work just to go to work for that. Check. Oh, they don't ever go to work. They don't go to work and go, OK, and a problem solving mentality of, OK, how can I make this better? Because, you know, we're we're instilled to everywhere, every new station we go. We're always looking, OK, what's flawed? How can we fix it? How can we streamline it? We have, mm-hmm. do we have personnel issues? Do we have mechanical issues? I mean, where's the breakdown? Because every Absolutely. leadership has different traits, strengths and weaknesses. You know, and that, that was our job for 20 years was absorb all the good from all these different senior leadership and discard the bad. The bad. And over that time, you have all these great qualities in your pot. <laughs> and then it's well, like, have, but, the, but, me... but that's normal for us. But as soon as you retire and you take it somewhere, they're like, well, who, what's going on? But you know what the best part of that? I just thought about it while you were saying it, and it made me laugh. We build that. That's what they teach us. Always learn it, you know, best qualities from, you know, people you worked with. But then when you get out and you see what's cape, what's what who's in charge of these the places, you see the standard. Yeah. Yes. You see the standard, you go, hmm, I know. And then yeah. right off the bat, I know a working party that could fix this situation or you know, whatever, whatever the case is, you see it, but it's one, one, one job you did in, in the military or the Marine Corps, whatever the case, you go and one person is in charge of a little quarter of that. And there's 20 right. people in charge of, you know what I mean? And the leadership is broken yeah. down to, to non-existent. And then no one really knows what's going on. I say, and I think that's why so many veterans go I forget, and I forget the number because it's been a while since I was really diving into that. But I forget the 
the, the number of jobs that veterans typically have after retirement before they find their fit, mm-hmm. you know, because I th- and I think that's the case. They get out and they they're used to the their, the service norm, whatever branch they were in, and they transition out. And I think it's just like, OK, well, I, I'm not a good fit here with, with what I have up here in, in their past and their responsibilities. They go, well, let me go try it somewhere else. And then they go, let me go try it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then they finally I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying they they bring the standard down but i think over time people finally start to transition and realize like look i if i want to sustain i need to bring it down a little bit you know oh absolutely and i i think the biggest problem is that disconnect is when you're getting ready to go out the classes you have to take the resume classes the the elevator speeches that's third grade level things to where to me, to where like that's not helping me to find a VA hospital. That's not going to help me find right. Like you know, you have one medical day, I believe, and the rest was resumes and nonsense. And the VA guy came in, and like you said earlier, they hit you in the face with that fire hose. And I remember you were you're writing everything down, just like your whole Marine Corps career. You wrote yeah. everything Coke down. Never, yeah. <laughs> never looked back at it again. <laughs> And I remember yeah. I looked at, I had the books. I was looking at them a couple of weeks ago and I was like, why do I have these? They were the free books. And I remember sitting there, I was like, oh, we get free books. Never look at it because you know why? I don't know what I'm looking for in there and I don't know how it can help me. Right. <laughs> because because yeah. whatever, whatever that VA rep told me, that's the only thing I really cared about. Because that's the only thing that's going to affect me and my family when I get it. <clears throat> at that point, I could hustle a job. I could figure out. And go online right. and learn. You can make money. Resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can right. figure that out. And you know, if I if if there's a reason I'm getting out, I want. I hope I'm lying when I say and I'm gonna. I'm just gonna make up a number, but you'd want to hope at least seventy five percent of the people have a plan. Right. I, like I'm gonna well, work here, or I'm not talking the first four and out guys. I'm talking maybe you did eight, twelve. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm just going to go back to college. We're, mm. we're beyond that at this point. We're, you right. know, you're a little older. You maybe got some responsibility, got some bills, some kids, a little family situation. You have to have something, some kind of crossover because there's nothing there. Well, see, there's and I nothing think there. I think it's harder for, for service members to get out who have done 20 plus years compared to people who've done four or eight, because at the, when you reach that senior leadership mark, you know, Sergeant Major, Master Gunny, Command Sergeant Major Army, whatever the case may be, you, you're used to having that high level of responsibility. When you get out, you don't have anything. So you, matter of fact, I just talked to my buddy the other day. Uh, I said the other day, probably early last week. And that's exactly what he told me. He said, I'm trying to find my purpose in life. You know, because that was his life for 24 years. Yeah, you know what? And I think I, I think that that is that's that's what what my agenda became. And I think until you find that stride, you're constantly looking for something because, like you said, you had you were part of a you were part of something. You were you were you, right. you know you you were ingrained in it. Your responsibilities, your life, your personal life rotated around it. 
your, around your that. deployment yeah. schedules, work schedules. It didn't matter. Training schedules. It just you just I remember like if they told me now at work, like, hey, you got to work Saturday. I want to throw a temper tantrum. But I remember <laughs> they're like, yeah, be at the range, be, the, be at the range at four o'clock in the morning, Monday. You're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> like you, you didn't have that that feedback. You know what I mean? Uh, that you were that just, stretch. I'll be there. That's it. But um, so so, so the, the reason you're on, and we could sit here and, and and talk a lot, but I did a little research before you came on because I was going to ask you a question. I'm not I'm not going to quiz you, but so you're you're representing you work with just for veterans. Correct. Give me yeah, just, just a, a quick what it is. So Just for Veteran is a is a company who specializes in DBEZ, Disability Education Services. And what we do is coach veterans in getting the disability rating that they deserve. Okay. Okay. Um, now, you know, the, everybody wants to be 100%, you know, not everybody's going to get 100%. Well, what I can what I can tell you is that we're we have the knowledge and background to get each veteran a hundred percent of what they deserve, and that might be twenty percent, You know what I mean? Until we review their medical record, we don't know. Um, okay, I, I think that I, I feel like this just arbitrarily honestly mm -hmm. okay you cut out for a second no oh, good can you hear me mm -hmm. okay um let me turn my let me turn my wi-fi off just in case it was my phone so when i retired in 2014 i got out and like you're like you're talking about earlier you know all those classes that you go to and you do your initial disability rating I don't even, to be honest, I don't even remember filling out any paperwork at all. I don't even know how I got initial rating because I don't know if it was something they just threw at us and I signed amongst all the other paperwork. I don't know. You know, shame on me. Um, but while I was in, I had, had back issues. I was going to the chiropractor. I was getting injections. I had knee issues. I had shin splints. Um, had shoulder surgery times two tingling in the hands all this other stuff so when i retired they gave me a 40 percent service rating just below mm -hmm. rating and i was thinking like 40 percent like man i'm all jacked up you know um my sleeping habits are horrible um mm -hmm. i have i don't want to say i have anger issues but i have triggers you know certain things oh, bother me. So there's a lot of mm -hmm. things going on and i knew something wasn't right so i had went back to the va i went i used a vso um, did a package, came back, denied. It was the same. I had went to the DAV, um, a couple other companies, and I slowly for eight years went from 40 to 80. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to guys that were, like, say, worked in the office all day, like admin, 0111s, 100%. You know, granted, they could have done some other things that determine you know them getting to that hundred. but i'm looking at i'm just kind of looking at myself thinking like man i beat my body up the map instructor mm -hmm. i mean we're fighting off we're doing this we're doing that 
riding heavy equipment all day, you know, tinnitus. Um, but in any case, so one of my buddies retired and I saw him on Facebook that he posted he was retiring and I sent him a message and I said, Hey brother, congratulations on the retirement, retire first aren't. And, uh, I said, send me your number. I call and, you know, catch up with you. Cause I had lost my other phone. So I lost the number. So I called and talked to him. And, uh, so I asked him, I said, man, uh, how'd your disability work out? And he goes, Oh man, I'm at a hundred percent. Huh? <laughs> like what? That quick? <laughs> and he said, he said, yeah. Um, he said, man, call this guy who works for just for veterans. He said, he's a buddy. They served in Hawaii together. Mm. So he sent me his number. I made contact with him. I talked to Mike and man, he kind of basically wave top all my issues and stuff and what I've been fighting for. And he's like, man, he said, look, he said, I guarantee you I can take care of you. And sure enough, man, I went through the process, sent him my medical records to review them. We did a strategy together, submitted a claim. 90 days later, I was a hundred percent. And it was like, like just like that. And I didn't have to do anything. It was all on him. You know, the only thing I had to do was send him a little bit of paperwork, do one zoom call with him. It was a done deal. So after that, I started reaching out to all these veterans I know that have been struggling with the VA and started sending them to him. Boom, boom, boom. Eight Marines that I sent to him, the least amount was at 70% service rate, and all eight went to 100. And I was like, man. So he, they called me one day, and I was talking to him, and they, they were getting ready to hire a new wave of coaches. Mm-hmm. I guess because I had sent so many referrals to them, they were saying, "Hey, you want to come on, you know, and work with us?" And I told them, "I said, man, I got, I've got a construction company. I'm out in the field. Uh, internet access can't be glued to computer." And they said, "Look, come on part time if you want. You know, do submit whatever you can. Just help out all these veterans out there that you know going the same process that you went through." And again, I, I, I said, "Man, I, I thought about it. I, said, I just don't. I don't think I can do it." Well, so one of the guys I had sent to Mike, who's an Air Force veteran, mm-hmm. is one of the eight that went to 100. He'd call and talk to me, he, you know, saying, man, come on board, you know, and this, this, that, and other. And I, and I, I really, truly came on board, you know, out of guilt um, because I fought with the VA for so many years. And and, and then between in the eight-year time span, uh, time frame, I had learned so much stuff anyway. And then mm-hmm. plus talking to Mike, I learned more. And so I said, you know what? I, I need to do this. I need to come on board and help these veterans out. You know, it's not about every, so the, the company itself is owned by a retired Matt Sarn. He was a postal Marine. Did 24 years, actually 23, I believe. Um, he retired and then he went to the VA and retired from the VA. He was the last guy to hit approval denial on these claims. He was the highest level. Um, so he, when I say he knows everything about the claim process, he knows everything about the claim process. He'll make no, you feel known of, real quick. He's one of those guys we look at like he's on our team now. Absolutely. He, he's you with us. I mean? He's not part, oh, he's not yeah. part of that. <laughs> Absolutely. And so there's 24 of us coaches, all retired, all 100% P&T. That's a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. The reason it's a prerequisite because most of us went through fighting with the VA and then got hired on and spent time training with these experts. Absolutely. And now we're disseminating the information, you know. 
Um, and it has been my Marine, my Marine Corps career, my number one highlight to me specifically personally is recruiting dude. I love mm-hmm. recruiting. Um, well, I had a blast, but it's not like that. You're just taking this kid in high school and you see when he comes back. It's almost equivalent to that because you're, you're taking somebody who you know that's having issues and fighting and it causes stress on them. I, I was bugged out about it from a mental aspect. And when you can absorb that and take that weight off your shoulders and do all the legwork and say, no, we got you and go through the process and go through the steps and build a rock solid claim, mm-hmm. do a submittal and they, they're awarded for what they deserve and you get feedback from them. It, it's indescribable. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very rewarding. Because it's the, it's the, 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 the relief. It's that Absolutely. automatic relief knowing that, you know what, I'm, I, I I gave this. I'm finally getting something back for it. I'm finally, you know what I'm saying? It's, I'm finally getting bandaged up and getting the wounds, the attention that, that I feel that a lot of veterans have gotten left out. That so, they deserve I, more. Oh, absolutely. So 71, what is it? I wrote it down. 71.3% right now. 71.3%. Of veterans that serve do not have a VA rating, rating, or have or have been denied. So a lot of people. I mean, the only things I really paid attention to when going through this process is zero is a rating, and then you want a rating from the VA, right? Since you serve, like you said, it's it's given to you. So I know going through the VSO, going through different places a lot of people put a lot of faith in these institutions that are already in place and i feel a place like just for veterans is is more pro veteran because these other positions that help submit the va paperwork and get you you know some kind of rating or get you to your your cmp or CMP appointments Damn. and, and yes, all this. Exams. Yeah. So all these I, people. Can... Hold on, let me finish. Go ahead. Finish the point. Yeah. So so the point is they have other jobs. Right. The VSO, you know what I mean? Like that. These are guys that they're they're not constantly going through the battle. It's it's paper pushing. I get it from here. I'm right. gonna push it over here. You're assigned someone. You're 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 built in. You're hands on with this person. And like you said, it's not just about making something happen. It's about getting them a rating that they deserve. That's right. That, you know, that's your pulley right there. You know, you got to yeah. take care of them. You know, and it's, and, and I don't know this, like, this is my own conclusion, if you will. Yeah. Going through the process of all those other companies, I believe that, like, some of the one, a couple of the companies that I use, their their coaches are getting paid hourly anyway, their own salary. They don't have a vested interest in you. They're they're going. It's like, it'd be no different than going to to a normal job and doing bare minimum, like I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier. You know, it's the same thing. And either they didn't know what they didn't know, or too lazy to do it. Those are the only two conclusions I've come up with. 
Yeah, they're going to come in, they're going to get their coffee, sit down, check their email. It's part of their battle rhythm. Here's another case. Because as I I was looking it up earlier, there's like, there's over 400,000 by the end of next year that will be called, uh, what's the word? It'd be called uh, backlog. It'll be backlogged. So by the end of 2024, yeah. That that so they're so backed up the VA, they have all these claims that aren't even getting touched, right? And and it's only getting worse. A lot and a lot of that does not have to do with the amount of claims that are being submitted. Okay, the problem is people are submitting claims by themselves and they don't know what needs to be in there because if you look at the the 38 CFR Code of Federal uh, Regulations. You have to, if you know that manual and can interpret it and not only interpret it, know how to link other conditions to because like you can have a max percentage on one specific item like a shoulder. They can Mm -hmm. be causing a whole lot of different issues. So you can link other uh, service rated disabilities to that. But you have to know the 30 CFR, you know, and so that's the problem so people submit claims who that are that are just inadequate they don't have the right verbiage there's certain criteria that makes them service connected with that disability so that's where we come into play we so know that like CFR. It, it's kind of like going up to the the dmv not prepared right you know you're showing up without your state inspection you know or something yeah. you know yeah if you show up you don't have everything you're in waited four hours Hey, you don't have it. Go right. back and come. But with that process, like you said, that they're doing, they're submitting it. The the time that it takes for these people to submit bad claims and then right. they're getting back. And I, I, I don't think like you said, that manual, if you don't speak that language or if you don't understand the terms, uh, you get that VH percentage off of many different things. You can't just say 10% one leg, 10% another leg, this arm's 20%. You know what I mean? Well, and, and, and that claim's dragging out because they'll send you a letter, need more evidence, missing mm-hmm. X dot, X dot. With us, average lead time on a decision is 90 to 120 days that you're getting paid. Because when we submit a claim, it is rock solid. All the evidence is there. We put page numbers in the medical record that they that 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 uh, examiner can. They don't have to scrub through the medical record. They go, oh, page sixty-two. Oh, it's right there. There you go, checking a box. You like know what I mean? That's had, the difference. Like if we had that option, doing med reads on the streets. Yeah, right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go to but, this page all and all, answer man, everything. This has been absolutely uh rewarding to say the least you know and, and we're submitting 250 300 claims per month between 24 mm-hmm. coaches and that number is just continued to rise and rise you know and we don't do much marketing it's all word of mouth it's just from all our retirees reaching out to people who sent, they serve with and we've corrected them they poke there you go here's the card call this guy um you know it's just we believe in what we're doing most importantly, yeah, I think that that's a, that's the mis- biggest miss missing 
thing that people complain about when they get out of the military. No one cares. You're on mm-hmm. your own. But then when you had nonprofits, you have these businesses that are for them, that are for the, you know, the businesses that are for trying to help them out. It makes the public kind of standoffish. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. like when you're like the VA's telling you, you know, you're this is it, no, no percentage or zero percentage, you need all this stuff, or or that's just it. You got out in 96. Now you've already developed so many more things mm. and i think that's right. one technology that that you guys have a you guys have uh medical facilities medical people that that help work with your claims correct and and so and that's a misconception as well a lot of things that people you know people say okay well my shoulder's hurting or they might have had an injury but they didn't go to the doctor because you know how it is specifically in the marines you don't go to medical or you're ostracized from platoon as a sick bay commando right so we're we're mm-hmm. when we get out our medical records are like this so nothing's really documented so that's why a lot of this is presumptive that when we have to send them to our doctors they evaluate them and then they make the conclusion of, you know, you're writing statements, you're telling this, you might have a buddy that you, matter of fact, I talked to the guy yesterday. He said, I fell off a seven ton, had a back injury, but it, it's not my medical record, but now I'm going to the VA because of this issue. So now mm-hmm. we're going to have to reach out to the people that were actually there who can write a statement and say, Hey, no, this is legit. I was there. The, I've already spoke to the corpsman who's, who saw him in our unit who's going to write a letter for him to, to validate his story. And that's what it comes down to. You've got to paint a picture from the beginning to the end and have it all in there. Because if you don't have it, that's why you're going to get a non-service connected or a zero because you're just saying my back hurts. No, that, that's not going to cut it. Yeah. And how, how has it stopped you or hurt you? You got out in 96 and then now this, you, it, I, it's such a, a paper paper chase, but but you guys seem like I mean, if you're making statements, you're reaching out to people, you're going that extra mile that um, government appointed people are not going to do. If you no, ain't we, call nobody, no, no, oh no, absolutely not. We <laughs> and we and the boss, every all our submissions are QC'd <laughs> all the way out before there it's approved to go out the door, mm-hmm. and so it's a process. You know we. We initiate the phone call or they call us, go through the product, explain the, the process, boom, get build the, the strategy, get their medical records, get their DD-214, get their statements, get their diagnosis from the doctors, whatever the case may be, and build a strategy for them and then submit it for a quality assurance. And then it's got to be approved before you even do a submission because the boss works at the VA. He knows what needs to be in there. And then, so because of that is my belief, we have a 90 to 120 day turnaround, you know? So, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you're, you're already going at it a hundred percent more than someone trying to do it themselves or going through a VSO or trying to, you know, like you said, people getting paid a dollar an hour, you know, they're getting paid to do it. You, they, they're, they're not getting judged on how many people they're working with. Right. You know what I mean? So so when it becomes personal and there's a purpose behind it, there's a lot of care and love that goes along with trying to help these people and, and put them in the best position you can. 
That's right. And we and I've talked to I don't know how many service members um, who struggle mentally because they're going through the process. Because now they go when they were in, oh no, you part of the team. You're we're the tip of the spear. We're X, Y, and Z. And you get out. Mm-hmm. I'm a number. I, I'm a number. You you told me I wasn't a number. Oh, I'm a number, and that's how they feel. Going to the VA, you got eleven o'clock appointment. They get there and be like, "Oh no, it it was rescheduled to next month on the twenty first. Uh, you didn't get a letter." And they've taken off work <laughs> and show up, and they're losing money. Yeah, no, no, I yeah, agree. You know? I I think I think the problem with the VA is the the understaffing and the and the the knowledge of the the people. What I mean understaffing is you should have your own doctor if you're going to the VA hospital. Right. Because I know I know for myself when I when I went through um, dealing with my knee last year, in a whole year I saw five or six different doctors that all told me different things. You know, you have too much arthritis, we could scope, or we can't do this, or and it's just like when you're when when you're retelling that story over and over again, it's kind of like why am I telling you this? I already told the nurse before this. Right. I already told the other seven about, nurses. You look, you look like me. Yeah. You, know, like me. <laughs> you start, you know, you start losing your yeah. mind and, 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 and you sit there. And when I mean uh, understaff the amount of people that are still there that were from the Vietnam war that are still in the VA system is ridiculous. That just shows you how small the VA hospitals are. Those waiting rooms are, are, are way too packed and they're too damn far apart. Right. They're just too yep. damn far apart. Uh, I, for me, it's two hours, you know, north or south, or you get on that community care. And I suggest that. Well, yeah, and, and I want to make something clear. You know, I'm not sitting here slapping the VA in the, in the face. No, 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 no. When I was in Houston, that, the VA up there, the way that they ran that clinic, I never had an issue with them. Um, I think it's when you get to these smaller subclinics and they're like in an area that's inundated by veterans, they, they can't absorb all the people that's trying to get in. So I just think it's a breakdown in the VA that they've got to work out. You know, oh, they oh, are there. Yeah, to help. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, they just don't know what they don't know. A lot of people. Yeah. It's just too much. It's what I mean, understaffed. It, it's just not enough people. There's too right. many veterans and, and, and not enough facilities. I mean, I've never, I think the community care that I'm, I'm doing now saves me time. I go to a doctor that's closer and then I can have an intimate relationship with the doctor. And and then because you go to one doctor and they're talking about this or you, now you have a new symptom or your meds aren't working, you go to another doctor and it just sometimes it just it just seems seen. I mean, it's the same while you're in, but you don't want to deal with it while you're out. Because right. now you're sitting every, on your every, own time. <laughs> every veteran that gets out needs to that that's one of the things that needs to be on that checklist is because you can go to your own PCP and have mm-hmm. a VA PCP simultaneously. You know, and that you need to get enrolled into the VA. Because if I, you don't, you have an issue, then they go, Well, who's your PCP? Oh, you don't have a VA PCP? Oh, we mm-hmm. got to schedule an appointment. We got to do this. We have to do that. And it's 30 days out before it's even approved. 
So, so for veterans out there that come across this and, and get a chance to listen, if they never even did a VA or their rating was zero or, you know, when, once they got out, they didn't go to those appointments. They didn't figure right. out because it, I think it's like a, it's like a story you read page by page while you're getting out. You're like, all right, I did my final physical. Now what? Oh, now the VA is going to evaluate me with multiple different, whatever my claims are. And I'm going to go see all these doctors. And right. now I got to prove to them what's wrong with me. And then, and see, and then you the, wait. And then, and then the VA, they don't do that specifically in house. They, that's, that's contract. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I, before I even went to the VA, I was already seeing all these other doctors that, you know, to, to talk about this and talk about that. And, and I think, there's that that there's that timing that that is so crucial because that's when I feel the most depression will happen. That as we spoke earlier, that's when you you maybe your job searching, you're moving your family. You, that's when you're disconnecting yourself from the from the military, and the most important thing becomes the hardest: getting into insurance. Do I have? Do I am I just going to go off the VA? Do I have that should um, be the easiest thing? True. It should it should be automatic, but I think I think there's a fear. Do you think there's a fear while in the in the military while you're getting out about about how the how the VA is and how things are viewed? I think they have a bad reputation, you know. Mm -hmm. And me personally, the VA that I went to in Houston. And even the one here that's closer because I recently moved, um, it's about 45 minutes away. It's top-notch facility as well, you know. And even, you know, as a retiree, you can have a PCP, like I was saying earlier, a PCP at the VA and your own PCP out in the civilian sector as well. It's great mm -hmm. to have both. You know, for meds, you can do, you know, automatic filling your scripts. I, can send, I mean, it's, it's simple. It's great to have as a resource. Um, but I think that, I think a, I think a lot of that stigma comes from veterans who have worked with the VA trying to get certain things, and maybe they didn't get the answers they didn't want, and then and they started mm -hmm. making con, and then it kind of, you know, just snowballed from there. And I know there are some bad apples in every in every pot as well, um, but I think all in all, the VA is there to help. It's just a matter of getting in get an appointment and be insane. That's, that's the biggest thing. What is the biggest thing you've seen um, as, as far as submitting claims? What are the major issues or misconceptions that a service member might have when trying to move forward that, 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 that seems common knowledge to you now, but like, I think the biggest thing is PTSD. Okay. PTSD, anxiety disorders, and things like that, because people automatically assume that you have to be deployed, you have to be kicking in doors or killing people or being shot out, shot at to rate a PTSD claim. And that's not the case. Or anxiety or major uh, mood disorder and stuff like that. Um, Absolutely. My, just for example, um, I mean, I'll use myself, for example. I don't care. You know, I cannot stand the sound of potato chip bags when people are eating, eating in them. 
it absolutely mm-hmm. like I want to leave the room. And I don't and I can't explain it. I'm not a doctor, but it's things like that. Um like um woman digging in her purse looking for stuff just these sounds you know and for and matter of fact i didn't even say anything about that for years until one day i was talking to my buddy who i served with in uh missouri i was talking to him one day and he was dealing with the va he only did i think he did 13 years and he was always calling me to vent about the va process he's fighting about you know everything he was going through and then he, he, he started telling me about these triggers that he was having. He's like, I can't stand the sound of potato chip bags. And I can't. And I was thinking like, wait a minute. Am I not crazy? <laughs> That's how I felt, you know? And it, and I've talked to so many veterans that those, those things are, it's just same thing. It, it does something to your body. And I don't, it can't explain it. The doctors, you know, they, they have a checklist they go through and it is, it is sounds, triggers, um, anger issues it could be a plethora of different things when it comes to mental could we you know there's 10 types of mental and we specialize in, in those as well so i think right. i think the the hardest part for someone would be coming to terms to agree with that you know what i mean like coming to the acceptance like you know what i got this stuff i got depression i got anxiety i got ptsd i have all these issues and it's okay well, you know, and one thing specifically would be anger issues, right? Absolutely. We we were we were molded to have anger issues. We were supposed to have a bipolar moment when your Marines went out and got a DUI, or he showed up late to working party, or missed a rifle range, or yeah. did this. We were supposed to just knife at them, chew their ass out. Said about the merry way, and so yeah, that's I mean, how we were. Bring, yeah, you bring that up. That I mean, it, it you got to hear it from someone else to realize it. Like I remember shattering houses and shaking trees. <laughs> like, right. like you did it, but it just you grab. That's when you graduate to the next step. You're you're gonna get it, but now you can give it because there's accountability. You live in if fear. Constantly, you know, if you're not constantly correcting someone, you're wrong. That's and right. I think that fear, the fear is the biggest thing why I think a lot of people fall apart after the military is that fear is is a blanket. Mm-hmm. If I have that fear fear of failing, if I have that fear of a phone call, <laughs> I mean, I heard a text message go off the other day and it was one of them old joints that we had, old cell phone, little noises. And it shook me. Like, if I hear those old rings, because it, it was it, it the takes you back. Was it the yeah. OSO? Was it the RO? Was it the CO? As soon as those noises, you hear that that ring, it totally, I could go ghost white because that fear and that brief, you, your mind yeah. starts racing and you're just like, oh, I got to brief someone. I'm briefing and I got to make sure all my ducks in a row. And when, when that that reaction happens now, it becomes harder to have a reason. You know what I mean? Like there's no reason to get mad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what you were kind of going with that. Like you, you have that reaction, but the circumstances are completely right. different. Than <laughs> oh, absolutely. So I, I've got to keep myself reeled in real, you know, I want to have a Sergeant Major Hall 
a bipolar moment on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Oh, I see people and that that I've seen at work where you see civilians at Walmart. You just want to give them that look, that half cock look, like, "Woo, I'm about to, I'm about to cook your lunch. I'm right. about to eat it and make you feel well, as you know that, as I... <laughs> that that first job that I had, I, I stayed there a year. Um, I was there. I started out kind of just as a hand, and then mm-hmm. I guess the word got out of my background. So the plant manager called me and he promoted me 10 months after I was hired on. So I started off like right here and this guy ended up just no two week notice, just dropped off and was like, took another job. Well, he had already kind of heard about my background. So he gave me that position. So now I'm up here, they're down here and I was in charge of all the plant maintenance. And so now I'm going in doing audits on departments. I'm doing this and doing that. So and if you're, I no, no, no. let me let me cut you off because I know how you lick your lips in that opportunity. Other folks might not understand that, but no, I'm in charge of this now. It's going to be tight. It's going to be squared oh, yeah. away. And you Only know what? I don't I don't care if I started here last week. What's your name? Come here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I already know coming from you. Like it was well, like you, you better tuck that shirt in. You better like I could just tell. You better like, not be wearing black socks. Let me see them socks. They're like, what? You're like, go home. Change your socks tomorrow. You'll think about it more. <laughs> well, I was going to the superintendent. He uh so whenever they did that, I had a I had a credit card for the shop for across the street where we used to get our tools and stuff like that. But I was a, a national certified, still am a crane operator. And so they, that's another collateral bill that they wanted me to do was go out. Cause I would stop these crane operators. I'm like, why do you have like three out or one outrigger off the ground? They're all supposed to be there. You know, they're like 120% overload, no lift plans or nothing. I went to the boss and we're gonna get somebody hurt, you know? Yeah, I'm and, about to uh, have OSHA come down here tonight. Quick like, <laughs> so they said, okay, um, you, you're going to oversee all the low plans and stuff. Okay. All right. So I started doing that. Well, then I went to another course where I started teaching them nationally. And uh, so they, I kept that card because I had to go over there and get certain supplies I needed to run this course. Well, this superintendent told me, he said, he, he mailed it off to somebody else. And he said, he's over there stealing. He's using his credit, that credit the company credit card. And he's buying tools for himself. I said, what? And the guy who owned that, he was like a probably 80 three, four-year-old man who was one of my grandfather's best friends who'd run this store forever. He's pulled me aside one day when I went in there. He said, man, uh, I'm going to say his name, but he said, you know, he said, you're here stealing tools. He said, you're paying for them. You're taking them home. I said, what? I just, I didn't even pay for what I had. I just, I just left it on the counter. I went back to the office and uh, I started answering, <laughs> you know, asking him about it. And he, I walked in. He's like, oh, what's going on, brother? I said, don't start that with me. I said, why are you calling me a thief? He said, what? I just turned around like that with both hands. I slammed that freaking door. And these big, had these mouths of like antelope and all this other stuff on it. And they were like shaking or whatever. He went back in his chair and he's like looking at me. I told him, I said, I'm the wrong dude. And uh, and so I left. I left. Hey, there wasn't anybody left in that shop except the boss, his boss. 
and he was a former Marine, Vietnam Marine. I went back to my office, man. I shut my door. I'm in there just like calming down, you know, and he called me. He's like, Hey, uh, you at the office? I said, yeah. He said, I'm going to go here and talk to you. He's told me, he said, what's going on? I said, I took, I told it, dude. I said, my man comes out of your mouth again. I said, I'm going to have a bipolar moment. I'm going to move some furniture up in this office calling me a thief, you know? And, but that's Ooh. not what I'm going back to is that that situation t- took me back in time to where oh, that was my natural reaction. I, you know what I mean? And so many people go for that, you know, it's the transition page. And I think, I think, I think it's those people, the biggest, the, 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 the biggest reason I was so glad that we reconnected and then you're, you're working with just for veterans. And it's this, the fact that it's not all the people that don't have claims. It's everyone that's untreated that had to go through all this mm-hmm. drama. They struggled, you know, they went through their time. They served this country and whatever happened because every time someone gets out they teach those classes and the person that's teaching them always talks about how when they got out you know they didn't learn nothing they always did it on their own right i could teach that class now you know what i'm saying because they didn't teach me nothing because you 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 figure it out as they call you and then you know the va will call you a couple months within the next year SGLI will call you. They'll, they'll check things that, and the, and then that's it. If you don't have that yeah. check written, you know that that that's you. You're, you're you're alone. And I think having 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 a, an organization that's putting people on 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 the forefront, saying, you know what, we're going to help these people. We're going to get them what they deserve. And we're going to help them out because this is yeah, what yeah. should have happened. This should have happened from the gate. Oh, That's absolutely. how I look com- at it. I, and, the common, I and the common phrase that I hear a lot of times, it doesn't mean, it doesn't matter if they were at zero. Per- Some people have never submitted a claim ever They've been out for, for years and had issues. Or the guy who's at 60, 70%, uh, they go, I'm at a loss. I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they don't. You know, they're, they, they've, they've fought the battle and they've lost and they're defeated and they're like, okay, what's next? But once I talk to them, sparks of, they see the light. You know what I mean? All because right. it's not, it's not some, it's not some Jedi mind trick we're doing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? yeah. It's a process and it's the correct process. And that's why we're having 98.5 success rate of getting an increase on each claim. And I think it's, company. it's- I think it's good because it only it only helps the person and their situation, and that turns them to help someone else. Absolutely, help someone else, and I think that's the powerful thing about veterans. If you get the good deal, you at least want to let someone else know, because just like it led you to them, it could lead other people. Because there's things that, like you said, I don't know where to go. If even while I was on terminal. I was still trying to figure out what VSO I could go to. And you can't no, no I don't think a lot of people get it, but if, if you're the person getting out, you can't ask anyone that's still in any questions because they don't know. Right. Anything. And that well, was see, my and that, biggest issue because they that was the same class as I went to. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, that was my, 
misconception that I had was that I had to go to a VA. I had to go to a VSO. You do not. And that, I'm not saying that's right or wrong or, right or, wrong or different. You, they, each person can choose the route they want to go. But if I would have known this from the jump, it would have been a done deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they just, they need to know the resources. And, and I'm, and like I said, I'm not trying to recruit people. I'm not trying to sell people. If they want to use us, I'm happy to, because like I said, each person that I talk to, brother and sister, I can take that burden off their shoulders. If they want to try Ooh. another route first, by all means, you still have my number. There's no hard feelings. You call me back. You know what I mean? And that's that's the beauty of it. You know, it's it's all word of mouth and people it's about winning claims and that's what we're doing. Absolutely. And when I put this audio out, I'll have all your information in the show notes so people could reach out and 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 start referring other people. Yeah, I think that's a lost art. It's where 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 I'm at. I don't know where it's at other places of the country, but we don't back each other as much as you would if you were still in, in a way, right. like pick up the phone and call someone and say, Hey, did you get your claim back yet? Cause every, I, I think I retired with four or five people within the same year over time. So we all went to the, the classes, you know, stretched out over a year and then one gets their claim back. And then you start like high school, you start asking, well, what did you get? And everyone's, Everyone's holding their hand. Everyone's calling the Boston, but no one wants to show their cards. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they're just sitting back. And then, you know, you start developing that conversation. But it's already over with. You already got your rating. Right. And and if that's your circle, like my circle was, if I didn't get what I got, I would have been lost. You know what I mean? So, so did, did you go? That, did you go straight to 100? Uh, after... I got an initial 50 and then, and then they had to do more. Like I got a letter for the 50 and then that was like the sub at like the halfway until I got the final paperwork. So but you only had to I do got, one submission to get to a hundred. After all my appointments. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. After I went. So when I got out, I had to go to all these appointments and they were, you know, personality appointments, um, doctor, head doctor appointments. You go, I went to go see orthopedics for my arms, my biceps. And the biggest thing, and I, and, and I, I don't want to don't want to not say this. Um, and I think it's good for you to to use this. The biggest part of my compensation is not my biceps. It's not my knees. I had, you know, I tore both biceps, two knee surgeries, back problems, ankle problems. I got, I got a whole gang of stuff. But the thing, keep hitting these damn things. The thing that, um, that that got me is all the mental stuff, right? You know, and I think that's what people. What hurts us the most is our pride and our ego, because that's that's what that's where you get the anger. That's where you get the anxiety. That's where you get that, but, you know. You, But again, on that, that is what I stated earlier. It's people not knowing what they don't know. Because when it comes to mental, there's so many things that are connected to it. I mean, from depression, to ADHD, insomnia, um, 
bipolar issues. I mean, there's so many different things under just a mental category umbrella. And then, oh, yeah. then you, you have medication. Then you have oh, medication, yeah. side effects. Yeah. So the, all those things are, it's just overwhelming. And that's, and people are just taking all these meds and, and it has all these side effects. That's why you've got to understand what the side effects are, what you're experiencing. Is that linked to this? Is that linked to that? Back off of it here. I mean, it's a formula, you know? I think I know I agree. I was agreeing with you 100 percent. And I think it's someone. I don't, I don't want to miss miss say what I said, but no, it was 100 percent along the lines with what you were saying that if you don't know and you didn't get what you got because you, you put in for your back, your arm, your shoulder. But you had these mental things that you didn't want to say. You didn't want to answer those questions. Now you might be dealing with it. Now you need right. to contact just for veterans because you know what? It, things things are happening now. There's no clock on PTSD. There's no there's no you know roadmap on how things are going to affect you no matter when you get out. So absolutely, I think it's important if you're not at a hundred percent, you 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 go for the route and and see because it's not about the percentage. It's about what you're getting cured for, what you're getting treatment for. Is That's it right. for, you know, is it, is it helping you? And I think the VA is real good with the therapy. If you need, if you need things, but the biggest thing, I, and I know it's in the Marine Corps, definitely. The hardest thing is when you're talking to these people, you got to be real with them. And, and, and you got to put your trust in them because the more real you are with people, especially if they're working with someone like you, you, you have to let them know. And it's easier to work with someone like you than someone that I might not know from just one appointment. You know what I mean? Right. So so before we end this, I want to break it down um, before I give you any last whatever you have to spit out. But um, if, if I'm under 100 percent right now for, for my VA rating or I don't have a VA rating <clears throat> or I have a zero, what are the steps? I know you went over them before. But what are the steps do I need to do if I'm sitting here and I, I find out about just for veterans? What do I need to do to be able to move forward? Just just hit me with it. It's dollars a bark. Apologize. Very complex. Mm -hmm. All right. Pick up your phone and call 832-784-3792. That's where it starts. Very simple. We'll have a conversation. Do I talk to you or do we Zoom? Office, ask you about your background or thing. Um, you back? I blacked out for a second. Um, just just find out about them. It's now, a conversation. I, our initial conversations now, typically take, and I'm a, huh? Now, in the beginning, am I doing it? Is it a Zoom call? Is it a phone call? What What's the Just call me on the phone. Yeah, they just call okay. my phone or they can send me a, an email on the email that's on my car that you're going to post. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm a talker. I like to talk to people. I like to know their background, what they did in the service, you know, what injuries they have, what are they experiencing, what are they currently ser service connected for, and just take mm -hmm. notes down and kind of build a, a picture of, of their background um, and just wave top the process from if they need to see a doctor. If they if they're already diagnosed with a mental state, they don't need to see a doctor unless they want to. If it's statements, upload the DD two fourteen the medical records, 
and me for me to review them. And once I do all that, I build a strategy. And then I, but we're in constant communication throughout this process via text or phone do, call, whatever the case may be. Do I need to have all my VA paperwork? What do, what does the, what do I need to have to start with? You? So if they served 2005 to current, everything's all electronic anyway. So they can get everything off the blue button in VA.gov. Um, the, the DD-214, if they have lost it, they can get it online. They can get their service uh, their um, service connection disability letter, letter online. Everything's online. That's the beauty of it. They don't need to do anything. And not only that, my admin will send them PowerPoints to their email of every step that they need to do. There's not going to be, where do I get this? Where do I get that? It is laid out. It's so simple, stupid that all they have to do is follow the PowerPoint, upload it into our system, and then we can start talking. So for the Marines, there's a PowerPoint and it tells you exactly how to do it. That's right. And if you don't get it, it, it I can, has I can arrows, has arrows with crayons. For the Marines, there's arrows, there's crayons, there's words. There's a there's a PowerPoint presentation for your simple ass. That's just it. for veterans. And yes, sir. The most I want to leave you with this. Um, one thing I wanted to to cover is I, I spoke to a gentleman on Monday, a guy who served under me back in Arizona, and he reached out to me and said that he's been working with certain company. And they're doing his claim. And I said, mm-hmm. okay. I said, well, how, when did you start? He said, March. I said, you haven't got a letter yet? He said, I haven't received anything. So I said, go to VA.gov real quick. I said, you have access? He said, yeah. I said, check your intent to file date. Goes into his, his information. There's no intent to file completed already. Ooh. So what? So he's lost out in five to six months worth of back pay. This company was going to just submit his claim and then he was going to pay him 30% instead of having pay from March because it's good for 365 days. So that's mm-hmm. the most important thing for all these veterans. If they want to, if they're contemplating on submitting a claim or they think they may have something that they can claim as a service rated disability, Get on the phone, 1-800-827-1000. Again, 800-827-1000. takes five to ten minutes to get through on average, and you just basically say, hey, I want to do an intent to file. And they'll say, okay, it'll be a bad date, and they'll send them a letter in the mail saying that their intent to file is already done. They have 365 days to get a, a claim submitted. In the meantime, I can be working with them. And that date, that's the date the back pay would start? Yes, sir. Okay. That's why it's so important. Absolutely. Because you're, you're just losing money mm-hmm. if you don't. So, but like I said, it's, it's been it's been great. It's very, very rewarding, fulfilling and everything. And the guys that I work with, it, we're, like I said, we're all retired. I mean, we've got colonels, sergeants, major, master gunnies. We've got army. We've got air force. we got all. It doesn't matter if you're low or high. 
I mean, it's just a big melting pot. And, and the beauty of it is as well is that these different branches, like for example, for Marines, we're all used to MOL, right? Well, every branch has their different their variation of that. So oh, yeah, we'd be yeah, on the yeah. phone with a Coast Guard or the Navy or something or Air Force. We're like, man, I don't, I don't know where to get this information. But now we've got every branch covered to where if we run into an issue, we just log, you just go to Teams and just post it. And then we got a coach responding, go here, do this. That's why we're streamlining all these claims, pushing through, changing lives that's, one day at a time. Just, that's exciting. Yes, sir. That's very exciting. So I have Mr. Matt Grimes. We're talking just for veterans. If you have any questions, please check the show notes. I'm going to have his business card displayed on social media. I'm going to put every, all his information down there. Remember, Hero Stock, September 9th, Ashland, Nebraska. I will be there. Hero Stock. Go online, herostock.org. Check it out. Matt, I want to thank you for coming on. Taking your time, yes, sir. and 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 I thank you in advance for helping all these veterans that you're going to help, and all the veterans that you've helped, and I and and I hope that um, you only continue to help them more. All right, brother. Appreciate you having me on. Enjoy the all talk. Right. Yes, sir. It's been the Every Second Counts podcast. Thank you. Get busy. Bye.